0: Welcome to the Live Jewel,
1: uh podcast show, uh, the show where we debate each side of uh, upcoming games and fixtures and then have a little real talk discussion after that and hopefully get some uh, predictions uh, from our hosts. Uh, so I'm Will Martin.
0: And I'm David Ola. Uh,
1: so today we're going to be talking about uh, Group A. So uh, Group A have the hosts, uh, Russia. Uh, we coming from the UEFA Confederation and they're uh, ranked 70th at the moment. Um, or actually 66 sorry, and uh, then we've also have Saudi Arabia coming from the AFC uh, the Asian conference and they're ranked 70th I uh, gonna be talking today about uh, Uruguay coming from cannonball in South Africa or South America uh, They're ranked seventh in the world. two time former world champs uh, have done pretty well in the last few tournaments And then lastly we're gonna be talking about Egypt and uh, we're coming from the CAF the African conference and they're currently ranked uh, 46th and obviously, have one uh, Mo Salah at the moment, who's absolutely tearing it up in the Premier League. And he's hitting, on uh, fire, absolutely on fire. Uh, mm. So the teams we're going to be talking about today, uh, myself and David, are going to be taking uh, two teams each. Um, so, David, do you want to start? Who's your Sure. Pick? So,
0: so the first team I'm going to pick to go through is is Russia. And um, when when you look at them, most people kind of, I feel underestimate them. They think that the only reason they're in the tournament, you know, is because that they're hosting it. So you have to you have to kind of feel for the Russian fans and the team overall. But like they've always been a dark they've always been a dark host and they've always been a team that when coached properly, they can go far. And just one second, let me let me go through you some of the the stats. So like the head coach is Stanislav Churchsov I don't know Mm -hmm. if you
1: have any um, recollection of him Uh, you name on me but I've heard some uh, controversial things about him I think he's had a a bit of beef with some of his players so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, kind of plays out in terms of who he calls up uh, to the squad of
0: course I'd say I'd say he'd pick um, a younger squad compared to maybe some of the you know newer Mm -hmm. uh, some of the more established names on the team Mm -hmm. but uh He's had he's been coaching for many a time, and he's coached some of the biggest teams in Russia. Most notably Spartak Moscow, the total. Um, sorry, uh, most notably Dinamo Moscow mm-hmm. and uh, Legia Warsaw. And he's been Russian Russian coach since 2016. Um, obviously, the last time they were in a major tournament, they didn't really do much apart from yeah. England a good
1: goal in their group stage. Yeah. Who's, game but uh <laughs> yeah yeah there's a bit more off the field antics than uh, on the field that I oh yeah for, sh- for sure for sure. Yeah. but um you know i i honestly feel with
0: russia they if they come to stifle teams and mm-hmm. um, at this tournament like they're not going to be going out here and playing beautiful free-flowing football and expecting to win because mm-hmm. uh especially in the last year, I've trying to do that against some of the, even like you look at some of the friendly games, for example, they've lost to Ivory Coast, and they, you know, barely beat New Zealand, who are far from the strongest team in the world, and that was at the Confederations Cup, and um, they lost to Mexico, like, so they're, they're far from, you know, the strongest teams, but then I feel like if they can set themselves up in a strong way, they have Igor fire. Mm-hmm. Who has been one of the Champions League um, mainstays? At yeah, Cupa forever. Um, he just seems like he's there every year. Um yeah. and uh, you know you build behind that back four, and then kind of kind of go on from there. Uh, you you really feel they can they can really do something to uh, to kind of steal that second spot, which I feel feel they could get. Um. Some of the key players include you know Yuri zirkov mm-hmm. which you remember him. Yeah, uh, he's from Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea, and he's playing uh um Zenit right now. Okay. Um who else have they got over here? Um
1: I'm not gonna lie to you. The team isn't so inspiring right Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah um, I've heard some good things about uh Golovin. Um not sure if you've heard too much about him. He's obviously playing in the Russian league, which Probably isn't the most um, widely broadcast um, across Europe. But, what teams are you playing for? I um, think it is uh, Dynamo Moscow or CSK Moscow, maybe? Who are no, Arsenal playing in the semi final or the quarterfinals of the Europa League? Could that be a CSK? CSK, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously, home advantage as well for, for Russia has got to be worth um, a couple of extra points. Of course, I, of course yeah um, uh but
0: honest honestly like i i don't see any individual talent that's gonna mm-hmm. be it's not this is not gonna be a wales or an egypt story where you know they got one really good guy yeah. this team needs to work together as a team they mm-hmm. need to be compact they need to be um you know they need to be ugly and they need to be dogged and fight for results but if they can you know you look you look at the group stage they they can very much beat Saudi Arabia. Yep, um, and they can very much steal a game from Egypt. I feel you know yep. because Egypt, in my opinion, I hate to be so simplistic, but I think, bar maybe one or two other players, they're they're one man team with Salah. So you can sort Salah out, and get get a point even because mm-hmm. I, I really think Uruguay Uruguay are gonna run away with this group. But if you, I think second spot could win could get you know they could get there with four points and. Um, right. Obviously, you know, goal difference uh, coming into play, but yeah, they're my shout for Russia, you know, okay, exactly.
1: for second spot. Yeah, it kind of leads us nicely on to one of my picks um, for getting out of Group A, and that's Egypt. Obviously, you talked about the main man, Mo Salah, there. Um, so he's obviously mm-hmm. on fire. Uh, remains to be seen what he can do in the, the Champions League final against um, Real Madrid, the the all time greats in the League. Oh, I am League. looking forward to that very much. Yeah, yeah, no, the. The Champions League so far has been amazing in the knockout stages. There's been um, some great comebacks, some great away wins for people. Look like they've had ties sewn up and then the other team pushed them all the way. So um, mm. Liverpool and Real Madrid have great attacking players, but not the best defences. So it uh, stacks up for, for a nice game in a couple of weekends' time. Uh, but in terms of Egypt, um, they're obviously uh, coming out of the African Confederation um, ranked 46th in the world which is a pretty decent uh, ranking This one of the highest. right now yeah yeah for mm-hmm. sure um, so they haven't done too well in, in previous World Cups uh, but I think obviously they've never had a talent quite as as high as Mo um, and then you can add that with a couple of other um, Premier League uh, players like El Nene from, from Arsenal so I think he'd be mm-hmm. able to shore up the midfield obviously he's got a lot of experience in the Premier League and only the Europa League but uh, he was part of the Arsenal squad that got to the semi-finals this year and then obviously in defence mm-hmm. um, they've got uh, Higazi who was uh, playing uh, some pretty good stuff for poor West Brom team uh, but he definitely looked oh, yeah. uh, some of the some of the best players especially from a defensive point of view um, for West Brom and he also they Ali got... Jabir from West Brom too yeah that's true very very true yeah. um and then they've also uh, got a couple of players in the the Turkish league. Uh, so there's a player there called uh, Trezeguet. Uh, so he's been kind of linked with uh, a couple of Premier League sides um, in the last uh, while. Uh, kind of a, mm-hmm. a modern winger, strong, fast, uh, can run at run at defenders, but he's also uh, kind of got that defensive discipline as well to to try and. Um, track uh, an attacking fullback uh, back in the defensive field. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's contributed 11 goals and 4 assists in uh, 20, 29 league matches in Turkey this season, uh, which is pretty good yeah. return from a winger in, you know, it's not the Europe's top league, uh, but it's a very, mm-hmm. very decent um, league in terms of quality that, that kind of go there. Obviously, they, they kind of hoover up um, talent from Premier League clubs that might have Looking for uh, their last kind of big contract or, or whatever, so it, it's pretty decent uh, league. Um, and then they also have uh, Abdullah El Said. Uh, it's probably the best Egyptian player you've never heard of. <laughs> uh, he his entire career in Egypt, so uh, obviously he doesn't get the um, wide worldwide uh, broadcasts he would if he was playing in the Premier League or yeah. in Liga. Um, so he's. Currently on loan in Finland, uh, which is not the strongest uh, league in the world. Um, yeah,
0: I'm just like, he's 32, you know, like yeah. <laughs> this guy must be some hidden gem or something that we've yeah. never heard of.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a true number 10. You know, he's kind of quick on his feet, uh, quick thinking, uh, can take set pieces, and you know, most importantly, he can kind of um, score goals. And, you know, if he's feeding nice balls to, to Salah, Salah's making uh, good movement with his sheer pace up front and mm-hmm. um, then he can unlock those passes to unlock a defense um so i think he'd be a lovely player just to, to kind of tie things together uh mm-hmm. in a team with a defensive midfielder and an all-around great um striker like um like salah so you need someone there kind of pulling the strings um kind of like in a iniesta kind of style or um, yeah. christian erickson style or, or that kind of traditional kind of number 10 role um, so, yeah, Egypt are one of my picks. Uh, I think they might push Uruguay all the way. So, um, Do you think they'll do it comfortably
0: or do you think it will be a dogged kind of, for that second spot, it'll be a bit of a scrap between Russia and
1: Egypt? Yeah, it will be um, a tough battle, I'd imagine. Um, Russia kind of um against Saudi Arabia, so you'd have to say that if Russia are going to get out of the group, they'll win that game. And then obviously Uruguay are playing Egypt. So that would be a tough starting game for, for Egypt. So they might be under pressure going into that second game uh, to try and claw back uh, points against uh, Russia. Um, so yeah, Egypt are my pick. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, who else do you got coming through? <coughs> uh, group A. So I think obviously the number one pick, you got to say, is
0: Uruguay. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not even... Cause this, they were probably, you know, praying to the heavens when they found out they got this group because you look at the way to the tournament, uh, and they were the they were the best team, by Brazil, um, in terms of qualifying. You know, uh, nine wins, thirty-two goals scored, only twenty allowed. Um, they kind of they kind of you know did very well in their qualifying campaign, uh, and you just have to look through the team. They're not star-studded, mm-hmm. but you know they've got a lot. They certainly have a lot of firepower. You know, in terms of Cavani, mm-hmm. Suarez, the two obvious options. But then they've also got um, Christian Stuani, um, from Girona, be pretty, pretty tricky. Um, and then you know you go to the defense, which is kind of where they kind of they kind of remind me of Atletico in a way. Yeah, big time. I don't know if you can get that uh, same comparison, but you know, and it does it helps as well that they got Diego Golding. Um, Absolutely, yeah, and him and Ezra, you know, that. yeah. Exactly. Um, and then in terms of Turkey, you know, they get some really good players and um, the Turkish League. Mm-hmm. And they have Fernando Muslera who yeah, is like for a long time been one of the the best goalkeepers that has never really gotten his due. Mm-hmm. Same way in a similar way to Akin Fayev. Um, you know, nearly a hundred caps for for Uruguay. Um and they're gonna be very hard to beat, even when they get into the the deep stages, you know. The last couple of tournaments they've done really well um, and the talent that they have and i think this could be another another year where they really kind of do well Um i kind of feel that this year this group they're going to they're going to you know just kind of run through it mm-hmm. and then depending on who they get in the first knockout um match they could they could set themselves up for you know, maybe a long journey, a possible semi-final um, appearance, mm-hmm. um, but it, it all depends um, basically on whether they can get their team chemistry that they're well known for to go mm-hmm. well. And then their the main their main people: Cavani, Suarez. Um, I'm also looking through their team and there's some there's some players that maybe you might not think right. would make an impact, but like Gaston Ramirez. Do you remember him?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, yeah, he's in that squad and. You know, it didn't work out the best, maybe in bits in England. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's in Sampdoria now and he's doing okay. But whenever he seems to play for his country, if he does make the squad, he's, I've always seen him perform um, very well. Absolutely. So I know he's definitely talented. He's a very, very talented player. Um, so, yeah, like there's not really much else to say, in my opinion, in terms of Uruguay within this group. Mm-hmm. It's just whether they can perform to their ability, they'll go through. And they'll go through quite comfortably winning all three games, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, tough to, to kind of go against that, uh, but I guess I kind of have to. So um, obviously they've got a, a stacked defence, you know, Jimenez and Godin as two centre-backs. Um, that's, mm. that's they're the starting defence for Atletico Madrid, who've kind of made their reputation known for being defensively solid and probably one of the most defensively solid um, defences in Europe under uh, Diego Simeone. Um Caceres at left back. I think was at Juve for a long time. Another very well uh, respected defense. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. you were talking earlier about Russia kind of lacking that real star player. And you know, Uruguay have got Suarez and Cavani. Um, They got two of them. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, they've they've got ninety two goals for their country uh, between those two. So all they need to do. Like, again, that Atletico style, you know, play strong defence, get the ball quickly up front, and they're really two
1: solid goal scorers that will put the ball into the back of the net. So Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, there's um, a young player um, called, not really going to nail this, <laughs> but uh, Girogin de, de Araceta. Araceta. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, very it's young very player good. in the Brazilian League. So, uh, do you know much about him? Um, just kind of talk about um, the four-line replacement. Being a replacement for Diego Forlan, mm-hmm. Um
0: I, I just know that he's uh, he's been making you know quite waves over there, and um, mm-hmm. wh- whether he will be given you know he's 24 he's not too young now, right? Um, but he just hasn't got maybe as much experience only 13 caps um right. for his country, but what whether he you know they stick him in the starting lineup and you know whether he can perform maybe he can be one of those guys that at the end of this tournament teams from Europe will be looking at right. and you know trying to bring them over. So he can absolutely. be one of you know definitely one of those guys that can be them World Cup transfers that you hear about all the time. So absolutely. yeah for
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. Obviously he's got big shoes to, to fill to yeah. replace Forlan, but um I guess. Do so you, do you think
0: Foreland's the big miss for you guys
1: this year? Yeah absolutely yeah no at the I think it was at the South Africa World Cup, you know, he was the yeah. Uh, not the Golden Boot, but the Golden Shoe, which is the the award given to the best player. Like as he was just kind of pulling strings mm. uh, in leading Uruguay to, uh, I think it was third at the time. Um, uh, he was obviously like kind of vastly experienced, whereas Suarez was just kind of breaking through. So he was that kind of yeah. wise old head to, to move through. And obviously Cavani and Suarez and Godín are are kind of taking that kind of mantle of being the experienced players who've been there and done it in the World Cup before. So. Mm. Um, definitely a loss to lose someone like Diego Forlan in his experience, who of kind of course. matured over time. He wasn't the the all-out striker that he kind of started off with, that he was billed as when he signed for Man United first. But uh, he kind of took a deeper role and sort of started linking plays. So I think uh, that's why I brought up uh, D.R. Kestra, um, to see if they do have someone to, to kind of pull those strings. Because good defence, good attacking... Uh, strikers, but, you know, they obviously need someone there to, to kind of pull the strings, so we uh, mm-hmm. who, who kind of falls into that. Uh, because Forlan did play that kind of mm-hmm. Trequatista kind of
0: totty role. Exactly, um, yeah, yeah. That, you know, he kind of, like you said, pulled the strings, he would he could come, you know, he could go into the box and poach, or he could come deep and link that midfield with Cavani and Suarez, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how Georgian, Daniel, the (laughs) Amsito Benedetti does. uh.
1: (laughs) His full title. I love it. Um, So, yeah, that just leaves um, Saudi Arabia. So, um, they've actually probably not a lot of people have uh, kind of heard of them. Um, They've obviously come out of the the Asian Conference, which uh, doesn't get much attention over this this part of the world. Um, But they're kind of regular qualifiers for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, current ranking is 70th, which which isn't that great, um, but I do think they have um, a lot of talent in their squad, and I think they do they will uh, surprise a few people. Um, they're kind of known as kind of attacking uh, team right now. Um, they scored a lot mm-hmm. of goals in, in qualifying, obviously not the, the, the strongest um, confederation to be coming out of, uh, but Alibed is a, a very tricky playmaker. Um Good eye for a pass, good eye for through balls, and it's probably one of the best um playmakers in Asia. Um so I think um him playing well means Saudi Arabia will play well. So I think they've mm-hmm. got a chance to to get into the the top two spots out of group A and um, that he will need to to play well. Uh, he's currently injured, and yeah. um, so they're going to be kind of sweating on his fitness kind of coming into the, the World Cup. So uh, as of today, they've got a month uh, to that opening game against Russia. Uh, so I do think playing sure. Russia in their opening game is um, a nice, um, nice starting point. Obviously, Russian fans will be in full voice, uh, but I think Russia are probably one of the, the weakest teams in in Group A, so uh, they can definitely get a draw or maybe even try and sneak a win. Um then looking at the, <coughs> the rest of their squad, Mu uh, Alad uh, is a young winger. Um, he's scored the goal that sent um, Saudi Arabia to the, to the World Cup. Um, so he's going to be uh, full of confidence. He's kind of seen as a national hero uh, in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia. So he's going to be uh, hopefully in full confidence. He's absolutely blindingly fast. So I think um, Russia's defense is quite old and it's been the same kind of guys for the last three or four, well, three World Cups, or three major tournaments at least. Um Last generation, basically. Exactly, so. yeah. So uh, if they can get him on the ball, um, he can definitely run at that defense. And he can kind of dictate the tempo just by, you know, taking the ball and running at players. And mm. he moved to uh, Levante on loan in January, um, which... Is a good move uh, obviously he's going to be playing alongside better players than he has been uh, he didn't get much game time there which is unfortunate um but he's definitely going to be starting for for saudi arabia which um will hopefully have them in, in good stead and hopefully he'll be able to to bring some things that he's learned from uh training with the la liga squad for the past six months um and then uh their captain hawazi um that's how you pronounce his name Uh, but he kind of holds everything together Uh, he's got 130 caps yeah uh, experience yeah and you kind of need that as well you know if your your team isn't an overall um flush with talent across the the team you do need that uh leader at the pitch who's just you know he's ridiculous physical strength so um i think having him at the the back um, we'll kind of put him in in good stead to to kind of shore things up and you know frustrate teams um, and then look to to get their their quicker players uh, kind of going on the break uh, mm-hmm. to hopefully try and um, upset a couple of teams. Um, so the, the attacking, yeah, as, as I said, they're, they're very strong attacking. Obviously, they've only been playing in the Asian Confederation, so it wouldn't be the the strongest Confederation with the strongest defenses. Um, but alongside Japan, there were the joint top gold scorers in um, mm. qualifying in the last stage of qualifying so um they do have an issue with the um their managers um so since they've qualified they've sacked two managers um is that uh just a performance thing or a politics thing um it's a bit of both i think um so there's yeah there's definitely things to be kind of played out there um there's yeah there's there's things afoot there uh, not 100 sure on the, the internal politics but um, there's definitely a bit of commotion inside the Saudi Arabia management and from the confederation itself um, so mm. yeah I think they I don't think they'll challenge for a first but I think uh, they've got to be in the mix uh, in terms of coming second and there's always uh, an upset at a World Cup. Um, so I think uh, they're in good stead. Obviously, probably last tournament, uh, last World Cup, it was Costa Rica who kind of stole the show in terms of being ranked mm. outsiders and, and putting a good run together. So uh, I think Saudi Arabia have to be considered of uh, potentially being that, uh, just given the group that they're in, that they're not up against world beaters, uh, Uruguay aside. Um, so they definitely have to be uh, considered for, for sneaking a second. Um, so, yeah. Those are all the teams from Group A. So, do you have anything else to add, David? Um, I'm I'm interested. Um,
0: again, in what you mentioned with uh, Saudi Arabia, like mm-hmm. you know, many people will look at them and just you know think of them as just being happy to to reach the final. But you know, right. if they can take an attitude in terms of like we don't we we're not going to be scared by these teams, and mm-hmm. they they actually attack it, like. I'll I always look at when Greece won the European Championship, mm-hmm. and right. back in 2004, as one of the, you know, biggest shows of example that when a team that's small, just goes at teams with a plan, they can do things. Now I'm not saying by any chance Saudi Arabia is going to win the World Cup, <laughs> but for them to, to actually, you know, get things to go and maybe, you know, sneak into the, uh,
1: knockoff stages for what would be would it be the first time in the knockoff stages. Um. Yeah, um, I, I would think so. They've been in a good few uh, World Cups before, but yeah, um, but they've never made it out um in the top two, have they? Um. No. No. Um. Uh, they've only no. won two so, games in the World Cup ever, and they are both in 1994. Average. So.
0: Um, <laughs> so yeah. it's not holding up too well. But like you said, they've got a quick, pacey team. They also have experience. They also, you know, you said how was he, 132, uh one hundred thirty-two caps. Mm-hmm. But they also have um if I can pronounce the name properly, Tyser El-Jassim, who also has 128 caps. And the team he plays for is Al-Hali. Okay. um, In Egypt. In Saudi Arabia, uh, which has a lot of... um, No, it's not, again, one of the strongest leagues in the world, but they do seem to get a lot of these older veterans from Europe or States or Asia coming to their team because they are backed by a lot of money. So um, i would be very interested in seeing how the mix of youth and experience can
1: help them try and get through to these knockouts. Yeah, absolutely. Knockouts. Like there's, there's a lot to be said for just a, a team kind of coming together and being greater than their individual uh, talents. Um, mm. Obviously there is a bit of uh, confusion there with changing managers and yeah. and everything like that. Similar so
0: to Russia think. maybe as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: what do you, what do you feel about them? You were telling me that they've got some, some issues with, their uh, management system
1: yeah so yeah there's been um a couple of players who should be in the squad that apparently the the manager had um a falling out with um so the mm-hmm. name of the player actually escapes me right now but um i think he's kind of known for having a bit of an attitude um which obviously some managers can accept and put up with and then other managers just kind of don't want to reward bad behavior so kind of leave them uh, excluded um so whether it kind of would Pavel, helps them, Pavlyuchenko be one of those players? Is he retired now? Um, I think he's still going, but I don't think he seems to be uh, seems in contention. he's of not in the squad. Yeah, no, and he'd, he'd be one of their. Even
0: though he's a bit older on age, he'd still be one of their better players. I think.
1: Absolutely, I so, know yeah, I'm a Tottenham fan, so obviously I got to, to see Roman Pavlyuchenko <laughs> play for a number of years. He had a couple of good purple patches, um, mm. but we signed him on the back of his Euro 2008 uh, kind of exploits alongside Arshavin. And mm. didn't quite live up to the expectations uh, that we had. Obviously, he was uh, kind of bought in to replace Dimitar Berbatov, which was a tough, tough role to try and uh, re- replace, given his we'll yeah. just elegance on the ball. You know, the, that man's touch was just uh, phenomenal. Unbelievable. Um, so I actually met him after he signed for Man United and I brought my Dimitar Berbatov um, Spurs jersey Kind of just oh, really? held up the number nine and he got to say it and <laughs> I kind of showed him. It was actually a Spurs jersey. So, um, yeah, he didn't really appreciate that. But um, oh, wow. <laughs> he was one of my heroes when he was playing for for Tottenham. So, um, oh, sure. yeah, love that man. And he was he was at a Tottenham's final game there at the weekend uh, alongside Robbie Keane. So it was great to see the, the dynamic duo back together. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to wrap up our Group A uh, kind of discussion. So... Uh, just looking at the odds real quick um, on Betfair um, to be the group winner. Obviously, it's Uruguay favourites, uh, just over two to one. Uh, Russia coming in at second favourites at two point nine. Interesting. Um, yeah, very interesting. I, I would have thought Egypt would have been closer because Egypt mm. are at six point two, and then the rank outsiders are, are Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, so that's just to be group winner. Uh, so then to qualify. Um, uh, uruguay obviously favorites uh, 1.2 russia second favorites at 1.43 egypt at uh, 2.42 and saudi arabia at 6.6 um so i think the bookies are, are quite clear on who they think is going to qualify to the next round they going true yeah and it's uruguay and russia according to the bookies so who are your two picks my my two picks um yeah, your real talk picks, not your... No. Yeah, not yeah, my my, my, my real
0: talk picks is going to be Egypt and Uruguay, I think. And I, w- I would, like, looking at those odds, I would actually, you know, put money on Egypt right now because mm-hmm. I think, like, even take Salah out of the equation, like, their squad is not that much worse and Russia's uh, squad is not that much better than Egypt's. Mm-hmm. And then put Salah into the equation, <laughs> yeah. you know, like... I don't know. I, I think that's ludicrous from the from the bookies opinion. But yeah, they're my two picks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Bookies are probably giving um Russia a couple of starting points. But um, yeah. just given the, the home advantage. Um so my two picks, um the bookies have kinda of swayed me actually. So I was gonna go along uh with your picks as well. Um uh, mm-hmm jumping aboard the Mosala hype train uh, for Egypt, <laughs> uh, but I'm actually going to change, um, so I'm going to go for Uruguay to win and Russia to come second. Um, Interesting. Yeah, more in hope than anything else, because uh, I think once uh, home nations go out in the group stages, it kind of dulls the atmosphere, um, so hoping that they get through, and you know, South Korea in 2002 made it all the way to the semifinals with a yeah, few yeah. um, dodgy refereeing decisions, so I'm <laughs> going to say Russia are going to do something similar, or... Like the thing that, is, if, but...
0: if Russia got, goes healing, mm-hmm. maybe I'd be like, okay. But they didn't, which I yep. was surprised.
1: Yeah, so... yeah, that's actually a, a very good point. Because obviously, he spent a, a lot of time there managing um, Russia mm-hmm. in the past, and... and he's
0: got a good relationship mm-hmm. um, with them. So,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, he seems to be um, one of those coaches that can kind of come in and and just elevate teams um, beyond their their station, you know. So. Uh, If they did have that, I'd feel a lot more confident predicting Russia Mm. to to finish second uh, in their group. So um, I am locking in Uruguay and Russia. Okay. Um, So, yeah. uh, Thanks for listening to the uh, first uh, video podcast of uh, the World Cup. Uh, so next podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, Group B. Uh, the format might change slightly, but uh, I think this was a good discussion to talk about each team's in a positive light of how they actually might qualify and then just to get the real talk from from the guests and, and hosts to, to see what they really think is going to make it to the next stage. Um so anything else to add, David? No. I think okay. we're good to go. Excellent. So, yeah, look forward to speaking to you again, David, and uh, looking forward no to the next episode. Sounds great.